0: Good morning everybody. Today Beis HaShem will be learning Daf Zain in Maseches Psachim, which means that we are our third blot in to the famous Sugya known as Rabb Sgana Gana Kohanim, so called because of the beginning of the Mishnah on Yud Aleph. This Mishnah discusses issues, it begins a seven blot journey where it discusses issues of Tuma and Tara. Now, Somebody here, who we will not mention, but his name rhymes with Bandrew Binger, uh, said that when you discuss Tumantara, it's kind of tough. Uh, your eyes glaze over, and that's true because we have lack of familiarity. In fact, there's no other. There's no Mesechtas in in Gemara. This is considered the locus classicus. This is the main source material for all of Tumantara and Shas, Is basically these seven blot. Um, a lot of yeshivas, if the yeshiva is going to look, break away from the Nashim and the cycle and learn Psachim, they'll skip this, uh, these, four, these seven blot. But on the other hand, it's a big schuss to learn it. And children, sick, like this quote Rabbi Silber, six year olds in the zman of the Mikdash would know about all this because Tumantar was so central to life. Maybe we be zocha to get to that point where instead of unfamiliar, the halachas of Tumantar become very familiar indeed the be, Yemos uh, Besamikdash the rebuilt Besamikdash Bekarov now so in preparation for the Besamikdash we have to learn some Tumantara I think it uh, behooves us to have a little bit of an introduction probably even go through a little bit of the Mishnah in Yudaled, and Yadalid. and happens to be that the, our topic on Daftet Zayin is not that complicated it's a, it's it's almost a standalone topic of the idea of the Tuma of liquids okay but just this, what does this have to do in our, with our context? So you always have to worry about making something tummy. Um, and so by way of introduction, there were levels of tumma, okay? So the Rishon Latumma would be, uh, and you're familiar with this throughout already, we learned some of this, whether you have a, a carcass of an animal, a vela or a sheritz, or what the art school calls the zav and the nida and, and the what he calls bodily irregularities. Okay, uh, so these are all avatuma. These are all main sources of tumah. Of course, a human corpse is the avia vosatuma. It's its own separate category, one of one, and that's the most tame thing. And it goes down in gradations from there. Then ochlim, kalim, adam, kalim, ochlim, mashkim. Right, these are things that can become tameh from those other sources of Tumah. And so what we're trying to do, not only are you trying to keep Truma, which is very important to keep from becoming Tumay, because Truma, we did not want it to become tame. Uh, we don't want Kohanim to become tame uh, because they had to eat the Truma. So these, all of these issues were very much important in the days where Tuma and Tara was kept very, very seriously, because we didn't even want levels of Tuma being conjoined with each other, because that would increase the level of Tuma of the less Tame thing, right? So it's like we have today, where you can can contract, right, uh, so to speak, a virus. Tuma, obviously, is is an invisible force that one can contract, and therefore, it can also have second and third and fourth even degrees of tumma. And a final thing I'll say by word of introduction is that the more kadosh something is is, the more susceptible it is to Tumma, right? So such that Chulin are only going to be susceptible to a second uh, order tumma or or more, meaning right, or or even closer, a first and second order tumma. Um, Truma is going to be susceptible to a third or a second or first order Tuma, and Kachim are going to be susceptible to a fourth or a third or a second or a first Tuma, okay. Now, the way we got into this was, just to give you an idea of how important it was and, and how big a part of life it was, the question was, you're putting all your chametz together in a pile. So when we do bir chametz, right, getting back to Psachim, we just put all our chametz in a pile and set it on fire. But in those days, the question was, if you put tameh and tohar hametz together, are you going to be uh, in violation of this idea of being mitame your tohar hametz? So on one hand, they're touching each other and you are being mitame tohar chametz. On the other hand, however, you're burning it already. And so it becomes a question of, if you're burning it already and you're already getting rid of it, so then maybe it's insignificant and it doesn't matter anymore. Now the truth is that was the question in our Mishnah, and our Mishnah uh, said as follows. I'll go through the Mishnah pretty quickly uh, because it's not so relevant today, today. But we do need to know it going forward. So Rabbi Chanina's Kanokohanim Oymer Meimeim Shal Kohanim Lo Nimneu in me mehem shel kohanim doesn't mean in the water of kohanim. It means in the days of the kohanim. In the kohanim, they didn't worry. So what's going on here is Rabbi Rav Chanina's Gan Hakohanim is going to try to explain to make a comparison to chametz, and Rabbi Akiva is going to make a comparison to having two types of chametz. Rav Chanina's Gan Hakohanim brings the idea of the basar, right? As we're saying over here, two levels of basar. Nitme beavatuma, right, and nitme bevlad hatuma. here is going to be the second order of tumah, right? So two different levels of tumah burned together, they make each other contaminated, right? And they said that they didn't mind burning those together. Afal mosif in tumal even though there's two degrees of tumah, so to speak, together. And then shel kohanim lo nimnu uh, Rabbi Kiva's adding not only with um, with basur, but here he's talking about shemen, right? That the that a that is tummy from the aviyah which is right, the corpse is was actually lit with the with the oil of the t'vul yom. Even though that those become tummy. And then Amir Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, which this is all in the last two blot in the Gemara, very much analyzed what is midivrayim, what is our Mishnah talking about, five different interpretations, no less, okay? This is all what's been going on in the last two days since Shabbos, since we last saw each other. Today is Monday, since we last saw each other on Friday, all this broke out. Amir Rabbi Meir, midivrayim lamadnu, right? So Rabbi Mayer brings it back to the idea of burning the Truma Tahara with the when you're burning your chametz, right? And then and Rabbi Yosi Hamida, and is arguing with Rabbi Mayer in the Mishnah to say that this is not a good analogy. And so again, uh, many interpretations in the Mishnah, but the most simple one is. Says like this: Amida, <speaking in Hebrew> That Rabbi Yossi, they, it sounds like Rabbi Lezer and Rabbi Shur are going to agree with Rabbi Yossi against Rabbi Meir to say that you cannot burn those two kinds of chamets together. On And what are they arguing? Asks the Mishnah. As we already said, Tmeya is Truma. Tamea, obviously, Tluya is Truma that is not yet going to be. Uh, determined, it, we don't know yet. We don't know whether we're waiting for Mashiach to find out whether it was true or tahara. So obviously, the Mishnah itself has sort of a machlokus within a machlokes. The Gemara tries to explain it, but um, in simple terms, one of the first explanations is that really the analogy of of kohanim of meat. And the analogy of Rebbi Kiva of oil; those are talking about two different levels of tumah, but they are both Tameh being burnt with each other. How can you compare that to chametz, where chametz Tluya has the possibility of being Tahar Gamre? And so, apparently, two levels of tum, two different levels of tumah are a different thing, says the Gemara, than one level of one tumah with one thing that might possibly be Tahar. Okay. So this is the context. We're now back, we're now a little bit in our world of what we're talking about. Um, I think a good way, to, a good place to, uh, to start would be six lines up on Tesvav Amidbez, where it says, Amar Rabbi Ammarabi Amar Rabbi The last two words on six lines up on Tesvav Amidbez. Again, we're, there's no way to not go in the middle of something but basically, Hahab hacha That here he's going to answer what is exactly this machlokes of Meir and Ribiosi right? Again, Rib says you can burn them together, Ribyosi says you can't. What's their machlokes? It's it's their disagreement, right, in, in the following case. You have meat, which is solid food, and it becomes tame via uh, liquid medium. Now, the liquid medium happened to have become tame via a Sharetz, which was, right, an Ava tuma, which is fine. And the point, the question is, does a liquid become tume to the point where it can confer tuma to something else? Now, we're used to, and we're going to address this in the Gemara, we have already discussed, remember the early risers? The early risers who used to wait for the tuma. Uh, we used to get up really, really early, rather, and they used to have the dew still on the the, the dew was still on the produce, and we said whether that's mucher l'kabel tuma or not. We said that in order for the food to become tameh, it has to be mucher tuma by having one of the zain mashkim on it, having one of the liquids on it. In other words, we're used to the notion when we learned it in brachas a little bit. We're used to the notion that something doesn't become tameh. A solid doesn't become tummy unless there's liquid on it. So we would assume that that in itself uh, would indicate that liquid, of course, has the power to confer Tumah. But as we will see in today's Gemara, those are two different things. In other words, a liquid making a solid to accept, uh, able to, be, to accept Tumah is different than the liquid itself being mekabel Tumah and transferring Tumah as a, as a standalone entity. So that we're going to discuss. Um, and so we're going to see inside like this. The machmas. Rabbi Meir who thinks that right that this case of solid that becomes tamei from liquid, and saying that that could be like the chametz, follows his own logic. Where Rabbi Yosi le'tamei and Rabbi Yosi follows his own logic. How so? says the Gemara. Rabbi Meir le'tamei, Da'amar Tumas Mashkin le'tamei Achirin Right, that Rabbi Meir is saying that the power that a liquid has to be metameh, something else is only a concern banan. in other words if and therefore it's going to be allowed in the base hamikdash right because for the purposes of the of the karbonos we're going to suspend anytime we're concerned about a toma like this banan, we're going to suspend that in the base of it's just actually a calendrical coincidence because with Hanukkah coming up and the Shemen, right? The the I think it's the Beis Halevi, I forget who asks that Tuma is Huchra B'Tzibur, meaning if in certain cases, right? If if you had a Tuma, the, the like right, we searched for the one Tahar jug of oil, but maybe we didn't even have to have the Tahar jug of oil because if it was Tamei midurabanan we were going to allow it. In the base for the lighting of the menorah and for some other um, uh, p- parts of the avoda as well, and so really the lesson of Hanukkah, which is coming up, is that we want to go mahadrim and mahadrim super tahar anyways. But the point here is that according to Rabbi Mayer, right, he says it's only t- that t- that liquids only have the ability to impart the Tuma midarabanan, and therefore if it's midarabanan, the assumption is that it's going to be allowed. And that's why you could burn both. But Rabbi Yossi says no. He his reasoning is the is And Rabbi Yossi holds the the ability of a liquid to impart tuma to, to something else is Raisa, and therefore it would not, it would be usher even in the context of korbanos. The Tanya, as we learned in the following brisa, so now we're getting deep into the concept of whether mashkin. Can be Makabel and can impart to Medaraisa as we arrive finally on Tetzayan Medalef to say the following. Suffix mashkin litame. In the case whether a, a liquid has become tame, so tame. If you're not sure if it became tame, so then we treat it like tame. But tame acherim tahor Rebbe meir. So we see over here, we have a suffix. Uh, on a liquid, whether it became tamé, Rashi explains the situation, but for our purposes, we can understand, right, conceptually, what it means to suffake, did this become tamé or not? So, Rabbi Meir holds that if, so for the purposes of the liquid itself becoming tamé, we treat it like a tamé, which is an indication that it's a do risa. and for the purposes of the liquid being metamé, other things, then it's considered tahor, which is a sure sign that it, he considers that a derabanan. So again, Divrei Rabbi Meir—that is the Raisa source of the fact that Rabbi Meir holds that liquids can do, in fact, become Tameh, mid'Raisa, but they're not other things mid'Raisa. B'chein haya Rabbi Lazar Omer Kidvarov, and here again we say Rabbi Lazar said like Rabbi Meir, okay, and Rabbi Yehuda Omer, in contrast to Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Yehuda Omer la'kol tame, that it is going to be Tameh, not only with regards to becoming tame itself, but the liquid is going to also be mitame other things. And Rabbi Yosei, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon, have this, uh, this unique uh, shita within sort of uh, Rabbi Yehuda, that, it, that it's going to be metame other Ochlin, but it's not going to be Metameh, Kalim, right? That the capacity of the liquid to, to to contaminate other things. Um, according to Rabbi Meir is going to be Midor Banan, but according to Rabbi Yossi, and even within Rabbi Shimon Rabbi Huda, it's going to be Midor Risa, but there's a separate reason why it's not going to be Mitame Kalim. That's all that's like a sideshow to the sideshow. Okay, but in principle, the issue here is: can liquids be Metame, something else, Midor Raisa? Rabbi Meir says no. And Rabbi Ye- and, and Rabbi Huda says yes. Now, and and, and and we're trying to say that, that in fact is the machlokis that Rabbi Meir holds like himself, and Rabbi Yossi is holding like a and Rabbi Huda. That is how our Mishnah is 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 uh, is organized, and that is the very tail end of the analysis of the Mishnah and Yadala that we've just read. Um And it's considered the fifth and the final explanation. Of the five explanations, uh, the third and the fifth explanation are the ones that that are sustained and they're not questioned and thrown out. And so that's kind of how the mission reads. And so we go on. With this topic that we just started with, this fifth explanation, this becomes our topic as follows. Says the Gemara, (laughs) Besavar Rabbi Elazar mashkin Tuma be'olam in our in our uh, b'raisa that we just quoted, we said, Rabbi Lazar Omer that what? That Rabbi Lazar was saying that like Rabbi Meir. What was Rabbi Meir, remember, to remind ourselves that Mashkin can become Tamei midor but they can only impart to him a That was the statement of Rabbi Meir that the Brysa had said Rabbi Lazar agrees with. Now the Gemara asks, well, does Rabbi Lazar hold that that liquids can be mikavay altogether. So he says, Vehatanya. we have a source to indicate that maybe he holds that they don't become tame altogether." By the way, where it would be the source? So we have psukim here. The psukim in Va'yikra talks about a sheretz that falls in into an earthenware vessel, and it says. Mikolha, it says, the, the, that, that particular Kli becomes Tamei, and then it says, Mikolha ochel asher asher yavo alav right? This is, that all the food that you're going to eat, if water falls on it, it's going to become tamay, as we'll see. That's talking about the heksher tumma, as we were talking about, but then it says, very explicitly, Bechol mashke asher yishteh, Bechol kli ma. Right, yishthoseh, Bechol kli ma. That anything that you drink, in any vessel, so yitma. So the, 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 um, machlok is is as follows, on the word yitma. Does it mean, that the mashke itself becomes tame? That would mean that yitma, that the mashke can rice become tame, or do you read the word yitame? that the mashka can, in fact, impart tumma to other things, midaraisa. So it's, it's a question of how to read that pasuk. So let's see. So the question now here is, does Rabelazar hold that, that liquids could become Tummy altogether? Well, you would think that certainly could. Let's see. V'hatanya Rabelazar Omer, ein tumah lemashkin kol ikir. An unbelievable brise. Rabbi Rabelazar says that tumah doesn't apply to liquids at all. Well, that seems impossible. Doesn't the Torah say it? Well, says the Gemara Teda, you should know that Sheharei Heid Yosef ben Yo'ezer ish treda. Well, Yosef ben Yo'ezer ish treda, He testified on a couple of things. Where was he made? What does it mean testify? It means Maseches adios, right? Where they testified on a lot of Alachas. They brought him in to the base Mesh. They opened up the doors and that day they learned many, many things. And this is one of those things that Rabbi Yosef ben Yo'ezer ish treda, from Pirkei Avos, Perak Aleph, Mishnah Dalid fame, he's the one that says that your house should be right? If you might recall, if the name rings a bell. Anyway, he testified in Adios Al Ayal kamtza Dachon. Dachon means that it's tahar, it's kosher. That there's a certain type of grasshopper that is kosher. We don't know what type it is. Some people think that they do. Some people I think some svarim eat them, Nasan Slivkin eats them. You have to know which one, Natan Slifkin, you have to know which one it is. Anyway. Mashkin mit bechaya and about the liquids in the Beit Mitbechaya, in the place in the Beis mikdash where you're doing the Shechita, that's also Tahar. Wow. So we see from that statement of, our beloved, of right, that statement of Yosef ben Yo'ezer that in fact he says that Mashkin in the Beis mikdash are kosher, which means that they must, if they are in fact tume, not. we're not talking about imparting Tumah here. We're talking about if they're Tameh at all, it's a tuma only Midurah It's not qualified in any way. And thus, we have this source from, from Yer Yosef and Yer that Mashkim are never Tameh. They're only, if anything, Tameh Midurah but in the base of Mikdash, they're tahar LaGamre. So that is the source. And we're trying to say, well, Rabbi Lazar, what does he mean when he says, Rabbi omer In our machlokes of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yossi, right, and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, um, in that machlokes, the only question was whether liquids impart Tuma. Nobody even says that liquids don't get Tuma, tume at all. So what is this source of... And, and in fact, Rabbi Lazar said that he agreed with Rabbi Meir. So it's a it's a contradiction within Rabbi Elazar, does he hold that mashkin become tamei all or not? So it says the So he's saying this interpretation of, of saying that Elazar agreeing with the mayor, it would fits with what with there was machlokas Rav and Shmuel about what this statement of of, of uh, Rabbi Elazar meant when he says ain't el mashkin. So Shmuel in fact said that all that means is that it's kosher in the sense that it's not metame other liquids Asman Yeshlahem. But it does have its own Tuma. Well that actually is Shapir, right? That's consistent with what we said where Meir Shittah in fact was. So Shmuel is cool within Rabalazar. That's okay. Right? That's how he understood Rabbi Yosef and Yoezer's testimony, and therefore that must be what Rabbi Lazar means, and then it's all going to be, um, it's all going to be consistent with his opinion of Rabbi Meir. El rav says the Gemara, however, Rav understood that testimony, right, of Rabbi Yosef and Yoezer, he strayed differently, and that's gonna be a, that's gonna cause an internal contradiction within Rabbi Lazar as follows. El rav de da Amar, Dachan Mamish. Rav, in fact, understood that testimony to mean that liquids don't become Tameh at all. It's kosher mamish. And therefore, how are you going to resolve this contradiction within Rabbi Lazar? Does he hold that liquids can become Tomei or not? So, of there he is again, son of a gun. It seems like in these mesechtas, Birnbaum points out, you just every mesech has their guy. And Rav B'Yitzchak is all over Pesachim so far. Anyways, Amar V'Nacham B'Yitzchak Achada. It's referring to only one of a rulings. In other words, what he's basically saying is that when Rav says, Dochan Mamish, he's only referring to the ability or inability, as it were in this case, of liquids to impart Tumah. But he's really not referencing the liquids... Ability or inability to become become tame itself. That's what he means, achada. That we're kind of like splicing the shita of the edus. Really, of right, um, we're splicing the edus and saying that it's only the part where we say that the wa- that the water isn't imparting tuma that we're agreeing with. But the gemara says that doesn't seem to be the case in context because. After all, in the B'risa, we said, right? We said, So, well, Rabbi Lazar is saying, that's not, that sounds like he agrees, what, Kedvarav is in the plurals the Gemara is going to say. It sounds like he's agreeing with both, with both aspects of what Rabbi Meir is holding. Both that the liquid can become Tamei and also that it can impart Tumah. So, he's not really splicing the Ediths. He's splicing, I guess, Rabbi Lazar's uh, reaction to Meir and the Brysa. And so, we're saying you can't do that splicing. Why? Rabbi Gittvarov, says the Gemara, the means it's plural, right? It sounds like Rabbi Lazar agreed with both aspects of Rabbi Mayer's statement. Namely, that liquid can become Tame and also that it cannot impart Tumah. But you can't say that he only agrees with one of those things because Kidvarv sounds... Like the plural, like he agrees with both of those halachos, and therefore you're going to have to reconcile it with right with the edus of Yosef and Yehazar Yishtreida, okay. And furthermore, another reason why Rav Nachman pshat doesn't sound right in context, v'ha v'chein ketani, right? As a matter of fact, Rav Meir says it's shita, and that says v'chein Hayar b'lazar kidvarav Well, v'chein sounds very much like he's certainly agreeing with every aspect of Rav Meir. Vecheyn sounds like he's mimicking him completely. And Kedvarov also sounds like he's agreeing with both of those statements of Rav Meir. So for both of those reasons, the Gemara is gonna say, not like Rav Nachem B'Yitzchak. It doesn't sound like Reb Lazar is only agreeing a little bit with the Meir. It sounds like he's agreeing with him completely. And the Gemara in fact says, Kasha. This is indeed a difficulty. As Dr. Glad always says, Kasha doesn't mean teku; It doesn't mean that we've reached a dead end. But it means we've we've come far enough. That, um, if we want to, we could probably fetch out an answer. But the bottom line is that this this is somewhat of a contradiction with the Rebbe because he agrees with Rabbi Yosef Ben Yehuda testimony that water that liquids have no shaykhas to tuma whatsoever Midura raisa, and yet he seems to also agree. I guess he's very agreeable with Rabbi Mayer, who says that water does not impart tuma, but it does in fact contract tuma. Mida So now we're 14 lines down on Tess Zinam Aleph, and we're going to focus on this Mahlkesra Shmuel a little bit. As follows. Gufa. As we said, the Rav said that water itself is going to be not mitame and not become and, and won't become tame. Whereas Shmuel says it does become tame, but it, it, right, it's Tahar Milotami Acherim. It does not others of Al Tumas but it does in fact become Tamimidarisa. So let's elaborate. Rava and Mamish. Rav Ravhel that water is completely Tahar, it can't even become Tamimidarisa. How so? kisavar Tumas Mashkin Derabanon. Again, remember this is the machlokis between Yosef and Yo Ezre Where does he get this idea? What did, first of all does he mean? when he says that it's kosher, so to speak. In those days, there's no such thing as kosher, not kosher. I mean, there was, but really they spoke even more about Tahar and not Tahar. The Badats, or the OU, or the Star-K, since we're in Baltimore, had, were much busier with Tahar and Tameh than they were with uh, Tameh. I mean, they had these Tahar cafes for Kohanim. It was the whole thing. Uh, but that's a shame. You'll see. You'll see soon. Anyways. All right, so so when, when Rabbi Yosef and it says, when, when, so when, when he said that liquids can't become tummy, he said, Tumas mashkin de <inaudible> Vechi gazru de Alma. Right? That basically all, this whole idea of, uh, right, Rav is saying that Yosef ben holds that to the extent that beverages and liquids can become Tameh, it's all going to be only Midurabanon. Miduraisa, they can't become Tameh at all. Vachikazri Rabbanon, and when the Rabbanon make this gazeras Bimashkin de Alma, right, on general outside of the base Hamikdash type of liquids. And that's when it's going to be a gazera Rabbanon that you're not supposed to handle these Tuma, you could become Tameh from these Tameh liquids. However, Vimashkin, bait Mit Bechaya gazer, but, of course, once you're going to say that it's only Assamit because as Rashi explains, if hef said we're going to, we're go, right, the Chachamim are making a Gezerah, but they have the authority to suspend the Gezerah in the Beis HaMikdash. And therefore, in the Beis HaMikdash, it's going to be okay to have these Tameh beverages. That's what we call Tumah, that's what, that's like what we refer to, in essence, when we're saying that the Tumah is hutra Betzibur, basically. That in the base of mikdash, because of hefseh kachim, we're going to allow it for certain uh, cases. <coughs> so that was the opinion of Rab. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel understood, as you might recall, that the liquid can become tame midor but can't impart Tumma, How so? Because, as the Gemara says, dochan milatamei tuma That's kosher in the sense that it can't impart tuma to others. tuma's Atman, But the liquids themselves do become legitimately, legitimately tameh. Midorisa, Because according to Shmuel, right, Rabbi Yosef and Yezar holds that the liquids themselves do become tame midorisa, but but to impart to others, it's only midurabonan, but it's gonna be tar, but midorabon it's gonna be Metame. and therefore be alma. And as we said with regards to Rav, that that rabbinic dispensation. That water, liquids, and other liquids, all of the Zayin Mashkin can be impart Tumah, That is only going to be exercised with regards to liquids outside of the base of Mikdash, but in the base of Mikdash, in the place of the Shechting, they're not going to make that. Right? And therefore, and we're not going, the, the Rabbana didn't make a Gezerah for the purposes of imparting tuma to other things, and that was in the Beis mikdash. However, its own inherent tuma is Midor and therefore that cannot be dispensed with in the Beis mikdash. and therefore that accounts for their respective opinions with regards to liquid. So now we're five lines up from the wide on Tess Zayin and we have a related discussion. I'm going Ravuna said to his son, he ayat of papa, when you go visit her papa, ask the following question to him, as follows. Ask him, is it really true what we just said? Can it really be that Shmuel holds that water or other liquids, the seven design mashkin are, um, right? Yad shachadam. You ever heard of the acronym? Yain, dvash, uh, Shin. Uh, we're going to get to yain dvash, right? Yain dvash, shemen, cholov, uh, tal, and then dam for dam, and, and then mem. Nobody knows. No, uh, mine. <laughs> okay, so very good. So that's the acronym for the seven mashkim. Anyways, so he says, ask him. Did Shemulbri say that these that these liquids can be Metame acherim? but uh, they cannot be but they do have inherent Tumah. How does that make sense? After all, the Pasuk itself says, right? which seems to be unqualified and include anything that's right? including Mashkin. It says, the meat of the Kohanim that touches anything that's tame, you cannot eat it. So that makes it sound like anything that it touches, you cannot eat. So it sounds like Mashkim can in fact it's funny, right? He's 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 um, he's taking issue with Shmuel. Rav says that it's even more tower, that you can't even impart on other things. But anyway, be that as it may, he's taking issue over here with the idea that that water cannot be matame because it sounds like uh, liquids can matame all the carbonus. Okay, so Amar Bere Bere deravidi hava arvi ba kodesh. No, wow that we're talking about, and this is why we have to have some sort of introduction, he's saying that the Beis HaShchita is not going to contaminate the, right, the karbonos, the meat of the karbonos, because that water is considered like a Ravib HaKodesh, which is the end of the line, which is the end of the line, which is to say that, uh, right, if it's a fourth degree, if we treat it like such a weak level of Tumah, so then it's kind of like saying that theoretically, it's true. Meat can be contaminated by anything that's tamay. But, so theoretically that might be true, but liquids in the base of mikdash are that, that level of tumah that we're parted on it is so incredibly weak that it's like a fourth degree of separation tumah. That's like getting a dead vaccine uh, in, the, in the contamination analogy, right? Like you, you can't even catch it, okay? Um, and that's why, in other words, the halacha is going to be that it's treated as if it can't impart tumah. But it's true. Let's say it is Tameh in theory, but it's not going to be Tameh in practice because it's on such a low level of tuma. But that answer, Ravashi does not like. Matkifla Ravashi, but Kodesh, Lohikri, tame. Because once it's that low level of tumma, you don't call that tumma anymore. We, that's another uh, aspect that tumma is usually referring to something that is not only tumma, but can impart tumma to other things. When something can, is tumma but cannot impart tumma to other things, we typically use the phrase, the term puzzle. That's what we call puzzle. Puzzle means that, it, that, that it's tumma, but it's not being metami to other things. Anyway, high equally tumma, but here, When we talk about the liquids in in the area of Shrita, so then we'll call them Tameh. So that sounds like there are a high level of contamination. Here again, Kasha. We find ourselves at another difficulty. And so I guess if the Gemara finds these things difficult, then we can justify thinking ourselves that this is difficult. Um, Interesting, Halachas, the Rambam in the Perish Mishnayis uh, to Taurus talks about how, uh, I've been told by the great Tafyomi masters, about how he went over these halachas of Tumantara many, many, many times before he understood it. So I guess we can't expect us to understand it quicker than the Rambam, but uh, we're, doing our, we're doing our best here to try to keep it as clear as possible. Anyway, second wide line, we, fought, we have challenging Rav's view. Remember that Rav is saying that liquids are completely kosher. They're not going to be metame, and they're not going to be even susceptible to becoming Tameh. So we're going to throw a whole bunch of uh, challenges to Rav here. Uh, Sources that indicate that water and other liquids do, in fact, they must become Tameh on some level. Midrisa as follows. Let's see. Tashma. Says the Pasuk. This is the Pasuk we quoted before. After all, doesn't that sound like liquids become Tameh? It says, any drink that you drink in any vessel shall become Tameh. It's a Pasuk Medar Araisa that tells you that liquids become Tameh. What's Rav what talking about? It says the Gemara, Mayitma, Ah, oh, That is now, that's telling you about the Machshir. That's what we were talking about before. Get it? In context, that was, the, again, we call it ochal Sharia, of Mayim. This is talking about the liquids being Machshir solids. Right, just like we said before, in order for a solid to be susceptible to tumah, it needs to come in contact with one of the zayin mashkim. So that is what the halacha is talking about. It's not talking about having one of the zayin mashkim in a cup and it becoming right toma itself. Even though that's literally what the words are, it says Right, it sounds like it's talking about liquids in a cup, but it's really talking about the. Uh, ability of these liquids to be machshir the solids. Okay. Well, the Gemara says hichshir miraisha dikrush Maslay. Yeah, but the whole idea of hichshir comes from the first part of pasuk because it says all the food that you're going to eat that has ma'im. In that case, it's the that pasuk says that gets right moist with water that becomes that becomes um, susceptible to tuma. So we already learned that so what's the second part of the pasuk where it says that and when you drink that water in a cup it's also tamay it really sounds like it's saying that the liquid itself become tamay so he said no so first of all the gemara is going to ask that question i just mentioned right Mikola right that sounds like we already learned that it could be become a toba so what's the second part of the pasuk so the gemara answers no you need both part of the pasuk and they both teach you that the liquid are as follows, that you need both parts of the pasuk. The first part of the pasuk is what well, is to teach you, really, it's, it's backwards. It's really like. First part of the pasuk means if your food fell into a pond, right, that's mechubarin. That means that the water is still in its natural habitat. So if the water fell into a pond, it's going to be it can become susceptible to tuma that way. And pollution means that if you took said water out of the pond and had it in a cup and then poured it on the, on the food, it could also be become tumah that way. But both part of the psukim are talking about solids becoming susceptible to tuma. That's what the Gemara is answering. And therefore, both part of the psukim are not really referring to the liquid's ability to become tumah itself, but rather to the liquid's ability to be machshir, uh, to make the solid susceptible to tumah. Now, why do you need both mechubaren and tlushin? Says the Gemara, you need both part of the Pasuk, because if all you learned about was water in a cup, that's because somebody made it significant, right? As Rashi explains, you sort of like singled it out. You said, ah, see, this water I have use for. Mechubaren, Aim maybe you say, yeah, but like free-range free water in a pond, maybe like since it wasn't designated for anything, maybe that wouldn't make something. And conversely, and if you only learned water in its natural habitat, maybe because when it's in its, in the pond, so we know what it is. That's water. But, pollution, aim but like water in a snow globe or whatever, so that's already designated as something else. Maybe it loses its status of a, as a beverage that's matame something once it's used in a different capacity. Therefore, it's That's why we need both parts of the pasuk. So now five lines up. Uh, from the bottom, 10 Zayin, we have another challenge of Rav's concept that liquids don't become tomato. at all. Tashma. Ah, that only, right, these these uh, mikvas, right, only these... Natural springs and cisterns in the mikvahs shall be taur. That seems to imply everything else can be taame, right? That the concept of tumah does in fact apply to, wa- to water in this context. So says, my What does it mean, yetahar? It just means over there that the concept, it's teaching you the concept of mikvah. It's teaching you the concept that things can become purified through the water. It's not really talking about the water itself becoming taame. Okay, once we're talking about that, let's see with klushin mim wait a minute can detached water in fact right uh generate this kind of tuma midorays of army of yoseber mashkin based mit bagaya lo dayon shendakhon el sh'ein machshirin the yoseber ben hanina said explicitly right that the water in the place of shchita not only are they tar but they don't make anything susceptible either. It makes it sound like that water can't even make um, other things. Other things uh, it can't even be machshir them to be tame. Wow, sounds like ma'im, right? What we call detached, right? Solution can't even make something susceptible to tumah. So the Gemara answers that can't be. That we don't hold like. That's tirgama al-dam, says the Gemara. Now Rabbi Yosef is only specifically, specifically talking about all that blood that's spurting around in, in the shechita process. Because water, of course, can make food susceptible, susceptible to tumah, even if it's shim. But the blood of the animals that you is not going to generate that kind of tumah at all. And, you need, and that's important because, after all, you want to be able to bring these korbanos. So it says, "The of of Ladam um, Kachim How do we know that the blood of this, of the all these, right, Kachim, isn't going to make everything susceptible to toma? We use uh, and we expound on the pasuk that says, with regards to the blood of an animal, we said you're not supposed to eat it, right? You're supposed to spill it on the ground like water. But we learn from that Pasuk further, that it's only water that can be spilled freely like, uh, it's only rather blood, dam, that can be spilled freely like water that is machshir. However, as we turn to kamaim and but right, like when you have like a bloody steak, as Andrew likes it, really, really rare. as He's well known for that. So if you have that bloody steak and you have all that like interstitial blood inside the meat, Right, that that blood in the meat is not going to generate any any tumah. It's only going to be like the arterial blood that spurts out that's going to generate tumah. To that matkif l'roshemul bar ami harei dam ha'tamsis d'nishbach What about the blood that trickles out when you do the shechita? Right, um, that seems to be. Like it's spilled on the ground like water, it is in fact very flowy. The and yet we know that it gen- doesn't generate susceptibility to Tuma. So Amalei Hanach nami lo He says, "Yes, well, that's a separate issue. Yes, of course, we said that dam it needs to be flowing like water in order to be, make something machsher la kabel but that could never mean the dam Hatamsis right? There's a difference between arterial blood. Dama is like, we know that's capillary blood. But like when you extract, let's say, somebody's tooth, for argument's sake, right? So that blood isn't really coming, spurting out from like a main artery. That would be considered dama nefesh. That would be like life blood. But all like the blood that's actually there, that's collecting, that's considered dama tamtis. So we have a halacha that the dam. That we're talking about that ca- can make something tumah is is arterial blood, right? What we call dama nefesh. But this dam that just happens to be inside the muscles, right? If somebody chalila loses like a limb, so if they lose blood, if they bleed out, it's from an artery. But they're not nothing's happening from the fact that they lost like, the the blood that's within those muscles of let's say that limb that they lost. Anyway, that's what the gemara is saying here that the dama mamtis even in chulin. Isn't going to be machshel a kabel is that blood that's inside your rare steak. That's not real blood, life blood. How do we know? Says the Gemara. Keep inayr Shmuel Rachmana. Shmuel had a mesayra that the Post says like this. Rak chazak levirti dam. You should strengthen yourself not to drink uh, dam or eat dam because hadam hu ha nefesh. Because dam is the life force. Says the Gemara, Damsha nefesh yotzebow dam, dam Damsha eina nefesh yotzebow eino So that's where we get the idea that the arterial blood that you need for life, by the vital blood, that's called dam. Everything else, the interstitial blood that's like within a muscle, um, that's not considered a dam at all, and therefore that is where we get that idea. Now, nine lines down onto Zainabab's base, the Gemara is going to go back to challenging Rav here on the idea that liquids are not tum at all, midor, as follows. Tashma. Dam shenitma Let's say Dam became tame, and then, anyways, you did the Zrika saddam as part of the avoda. So, in that context of the brisla, it says if it occurred then it's okay. Hurza means that the right, the carbon's accepted, and if it was done b'mezer, the carbon's not accepted. Be that as it may, there's a concept here. Dam shinitme right? We say that the blood got tame. So, after all, it doesn't. How could Rob say that liquids don't become Tameh? It says that dam does become Tameh. The Gemara answer is no, Midorabonin. It means that it became Tameh, Midorabonin. Right, and that Brisa, which holds that you can have Midorabonin, now, now, Rabbi Yo- Yosef bin Yosef said that if it's midarabonon, then you can't even call it Tamei in the base of Mikdash. But that's what it means when it says it's not like Reb Yosef bin Yosef That he holds that, that they did, they have the, they had the darabonon over there, even in the base of Mikdash. Now, 11, line down, 11 lines down, another challenge to Rav. Tashma. Almaha tzitz miratze. Right? So we know that sits at the coin, um, right, the coin god of war, it was actually t- effective in being mechaper, the Avainas of Chal Yisrael, which one specifically, al-hadam, ve'al-habasar, veal Shinitma. On all of these aspects, the meat, the blood, and the chelev that became tameh. well, dam is listed in that list of things that become tameh, and therefore you see they're a source of liquid becoming tameh. Okay, the Braissa continues to say Bain B shog, regardless of whether Shog Meziz, Babi Os Bambi Onis, Bain Bi Ratson, Bainbi Yachid, Bain Bit Sibur. So it's saying that regardless of whether it was intentional or not, or whether it was right an indiv a, a korban Yachid or a communal Korban, all of these things, the Dam the Tzitz would be maratza. But the point is that it's talking about the tzitz. Giving right this this uh, tiara or whatever you're gonna uh, however you to say it, the head uh, uh, thing that the Cohen Gadol war is going to what give atonement for dam that became tummy. So obviously we see that liquids can become tummy. answer is midrabbanin as it said before. Now that's called the term midrabbanin. The loc of Yosef and Yehizri and it's going not like a Yosef and Yehizri as we said before. We'll finish up. We have like two minutes, so ten lines up from the bottom. Another challenge of Rav Tashma Vinasa Aaron Es Avon Hakadoshim. The Torah says regarding again the tzitz that Aaron, the coin Gadol, on his forehead that he he has a right. He has the Avon Hakadoshim. He bears the sin of the of the kachin. What sin is it referring to? V'chi'evze Avon. Who knows? they ask the Gemara. What kind of atonement? What is he carrying? What's the sin here? Im Avon Pigol. If it's talking about the the sin of what of having intent to consume uh, the korban not in the proper place or time, which is called figul. We already said, in the pusuk says, it, that the tits is not merasa for that. If it's talking about the aver of leaving over noisar, leaving over from the korbanos, right? There's a pasuk that says specifically that those things cannot be atoned for. Right? It says okay, so those things can't be atoned for. Betzibur has to be that it's the avon, the aver of tumah, right? Which has the exception, as we see here, that it's 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 allowed bitsebor. And my love, tumas dam, is it not referring to tumas dam? no, it's talking about tumas kmatzim. That that whole idea of of tumah was not referring to the tumah of liquids. But it was referring to the tumah of a solid. The kamatzim are the mincha offerings. The right when you when the when the kohen sticks his his hand his finger into the flower. and so we have the idea of hutra mikol lebetzibur tumah hutra M'tzibur, going back to the message of Hanukkah. And but we should always search for that pach Shemin and to have the tahara within. We'll continue with the final challenge of Rav four lines up from the bottom tetzayin ambeis tomorrow.